The Your Safe Space podcast is recorded on Wurundjeri land. This podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to Your Safe Space, the podcast. I'm your host, Adele Marie, and this podcast is here for you. It is a safe space for us to catch up each week to discuss anything and everything. And on today's show, we are doing another AMA on air. Hello, guys. Happy Friday at the time of listening to this or whatever day you're listening to it. I hope that you've had a really good week. What has been going on in your world? These are not the episodes where we do like the highlight, the gratitude and the struggle, but I hope you've had a good week. If you're back at work into the full swing of things, hopefully feeling a little bit more back into routine or maybe you're even back at school. I think some people went back to school this week. I hope it was a good week for you. This episode may be slightly wild because I've got a second coffee, guys. I did not sleep that good last night at all and I needed a second coffee. So here we are. I might shit my pants. now. <laughs> Oh God, I'm already unhinged. Okay, calm down, Adele. Anyway, we have made it to the end of another week. So everybody give yourself a pat on the back. Well done. I hope it's been a good one. I hope that you have something nice planned for yourself over the weekend or some self-care or some fun, whatever it is. I don't know what I'm going to get up to, but hopefully we've got some nice weather that I can enjoy. Now, today's show will run slightly different. We're still going to do an AMA on air, but first I wanted to review the feedback the listener survey. So firstly, a very big thank you guys for your support. I appreciate you so, so much. Honestly, the survey idea was actually my manager's idea. Em, hello. I love you. Thank you so much for organizing that for me. We really just want to make sure that we bring you some good quality content in 2023. And so I wanted to put the survey out and you guys did it for me. So thank you so much. Without any further waiting, let's unpack the results. Now, I want to start by saying I love, 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 love that we have a 1.5% listenership of men. I think there were about five of you that filled that out. So hello to the 1.5% of men. I honestly want this podcast to be for everyone and it makes me happy to know that it is. We also have a 1% non-binary listenership and then the other percentage, I think it's 97.5% are women. So welcome everybody. That makes me so happy. And I also want to say the other really exciting thing is that most of you are listening from Melbourne, which I know that a lot of you listen from Australia because when I have the insight on Acast. That's like the platform that I use to put the podcast out onto like Spotify and Apple and things like that. They show you like a very high level summary. And so I know that most of my listeners firstly are from Australia, then I've got New Zealand, then I've got the UK, then I've got the US and then I've got Canada. So that's kind of the vibe, but it was nice to see the state breakdown. So 35% of you are from Melbourne. Melbourne represent with our little Melbourne accent. (laughs) And then Sydney is following closely behind, well, not even closely at 26%, but shout out to my Sydney siders. Sydney, a little part of me is in Sydney. Sydney is like a little bit of home for me. And then Queensland is next at 16%. And I want to give a special shout out to the listeners in Tassie at 6%. 
So hello to you guys. I love, I obviously want to rattle off all the percentages, but we have people from everywhere. And so I just want to say, if you listen to these podcasts within Australia, thank you. If you listen to these podcasts outside of Australia, thank you so much. I'm always, is it shocked? I don't know if shocked is the right term, but I'm always just like, oh my God, as if people from all over the world want to listen to to me or want to listen to this podcast, like it blows my mind. And I know that I do definitely have listeners in the UK, the US, and I can see other countries as well. And it's a very small percentage, but I just want to say thank you for listening to this small Melbourne gal. Uh, It means a lot. Like it fills my heart so incredibly much. And the other one that I want to call out is where you guys listen. So there's been a few posts in the Facebook group. Some of you listen while cleaning the house, which I freaking love because life hack, we already spoke about this, but putting on music, putting on a podcast while you clean or do a task that's not necessarily the most fun (laughs) can help you get it done quicker. Most of you are actually commuting though. So whether you're on the train, or in the car. I listen to most of my podcasts while I commute as well. And then the rest of you were walking, slay. We love that for ourselves. If you're on a walk now, hi, I love you. Good job. (laughs) And some of you or the rest of you were doing stuff around the house or just at home. And I love that. So thank you for incorporating me into your routine or incorporating me into your lifestyle. Again, it just yeah, makes me feel, it just, it just makes me feel so good because I obviously pour a lot of love and effort and energy into this podcast. This podcast is literally my baby. I would protect it with my fucking life. I love you guys so much. And it's just so nice that I've become part of your routine as well. The other interesting standout points, most of you listen to this podcast on a Sunday or Monday. So maybe you're listening to this AMA episode on a Sunday or a Monday. I would love to know, do you guys like bulk hold that Friday episode and then listen to them both on the Sunday? That's I, I, I think some of you might do that. Uh, but if you're listening to this on a Monday or any other day, happy whatever day it is. And then we also had a like, what was your favorite part of the podcast? You guys were fans of the Ask Me Anythings, which that kind of blew my mind. Because when I started it, it was honestly just like a rogue thought that I had. I didn't think it would do as well as it's done, but thank you. And then you guys love the deeper Sunday episodes. Oh, something red just went past the window. I don't know if you could see me change color then. (laughs) And then, sorry, hang on guys, my jeans are, you know when your jeans are like, giving you just not a good vibe. They were not giving me a good vibe. And then I, oh, what was the other thing I was going to say? And the other thing that you guys loved were my random stories. And lucky for you, I've got plenty of those. I actually reshared a clip on TikTok last week or the week before about that story of my Sydney ex with a car accident, how he was texting his ex. And someone commented on it and they were like, if we're over it, why are we sharing it? And I was like, lighten up. (laughs) we're sharing it because it's funny. Also, I love listening to other people's stories. So I'm always going to share my stories. And I also, hopefully in this year, will do plenty more things that you guys requested. So I know a lot of you want guest interviews or guests on this podcast. I know a lot of you want listener stories. I know a lot of you want all these other amazing stuff. And I love that you put that in there because I said, be creative, put your wish list in there. I will try and make it happen. I will have this stuff coming this year. I promise you, I took note of everything and I know what you want to see more of and I promise it will be on its freaking way. So thank you again. The survey is shut. So if you're wondering if you can fill it out now, unfortunately you can't, but I think we'll do one every year. I can't see why I wouldn't do that every year. For me, I always say that this podcast is community built 
and this podcast is community built. This podcast does not exist without you. This podcast is made for you. This podcast exists because of you. So I think I will always remain very grounded to you guys. I will always rely on you guys for feedback and it means so much. Literally, I have no words to say how much it fucking means that you filled it out. So thank you to all, I think it was like 500 and something of you. That's like insane. Thank you so much for doing that. You guys are the OGs, the best. I love you. All right. Well, that's a bit of a soppy start for me, but let's jump into today. Let's jump into today's show. How can I be tongue-tied when I have only been recording for literally eight minutes? Pull your shit together. All right, guys. As always, this show is not a substitute for therapy or mental health support. So if you need that, please check the show notes. It is very hot and very slay to look after our mental health. Just a reminder. Question number one. How to tell if a guy is genuinely interested in you? And love this question because it's one that I get quite a bit, but I do think it can be quite confusing in dating to know if someone is into you or not, or the person that you're into, are they feeling the same way? And the best advice that I ever read, and it is the best advice and the advice that I freaking stand by is that if someone is into you, you will not be confused. If someone is into you, you will know. There will be no doubt. I've also got, I guess, some little reminders or tips around this, which I'm going to go through with you. And the first one is to remind yourself of that. And I also remember one of my red flags was that if they leave me feeling confused, because for me, if anyone is leaving me feeling confused, especially in that early dating stage, it just shows that they're not super keen. And look, that's okay. If someone is not super keen, cool. Let me cut them free. Let me not waste my time on them either. And so I want you to remind yourself that they won't make you feel the confusion. The next way that you'll be able to tell if they are genuinely interested in you is if the effort is there. So that looks like either effort in texting you, effort in calling you, effort in catching up with you, even just like effort in making plans with you. I think it's very clear to me, especially now, obviously being in the dating world, I can see when there is effort being shown from someone that I'm dating, whether that is in not how often they text me, because I'm not a very big texter myself, but that effort in catching up, that effort in making plans, that effort when we are together. And sorry, that actually goes into like my next few points. The next one is they may compliment you a lot or do certain things to make you feel special. Now, I'm not talking about love bombing, like to the extreme. And we've spoken about that before in this podcast, but I'm just talking about they might pay you a compliment. These compliments can be about you, not so much about your physical appearance, but they'll just do things to make you feel good about yourself, which I think is really lovely when they do do that. And they'll also be paying attention to your life, your stories, how your day was, the things about you. They'll ask you questions about you. They have that genuine interest in you. And I think you can definitely tell in the nature of the conversation. And I have to even be mindful of this sometimes because I am a chatty bitch. (laughs) You guys would know I don't shut up, right? And so I think even in the job I did before I did this, my job was essentially sales, but a lot of that was like building relationships and talking and things like that. And I think that job made me quite confident in speaking. And so I'm really mindful on dates not to go in and like lead the conversation and be the one carrying all the questions and talking nonstop because I could go and talk to a brick wall, right? And what I try to do on dates is make sure that the conversation is equal. So making sure that they're asking questions about me, making sure that they're making that effort in the conversation too. And they'll actively listen. So they'll remember the things that you tell them. They'll remember how your day was. They'll remember that you had something coming up and they'll ask you about that, which I think is really lovely too. And then when you are with them, you'll be able to see it in their body language. So you'll be able to see it in their eye contact. You'll be able to see it in the way that 
that they position their body. So I can't remember where I heard this or where I read it, but are they facing you? Uh, is their body language in your direction? Are they being a little bit touchy? Not inappropriately, but like there's one thing that I love that one of my exes did and he taught me this. It's like the sidewalk thing. So when you're walking together <laughs> with somebody on a street or somebody you're dating, he told me that as a gentleman – he will always stand on the side that's closest to the road. And I remember when we would go for walks because we would be in lockdown, he would never let me walk on the side of the road closest to the road. And I thought that was really sweet because no guy had ever done that to me before, but he will. they will do things like that. So when you're with them, all of that behavior and attitude, you'll be able to very clearly see it too. And then I want to say further down the dating, this is like once you've passed like the first couple of dates or I don't know how many dates it takes until you meet the family but they are introducing you to their friends they're introducing you to their family they're really trying to integrate you into their life and so when I think about how you will know they're kind of my clear markers or what I would use to kind of gauge the situation the on the opposite end everything of what I just said but the opposite is when they aren't really interested they're leaving you feeling confused maybe they're not making effort with you maybe they're not calling you maybe they're not texting you maybe they're not uh, even making an effort to have a date with you. Maybe they don't pay attention to anything that you say. They're not paying attention to your life. They're not even asking how your day was. I would say that they are probably signs that they're not super into you. But the number one thing I kind of look out for is just that confusing and consistency part. So if I'm feeling confused or they're being really inconsistent and they're not showing me effort, then I know that this person is probably not the right person that I want to date. can take time to kind of learn what effort looks like for yourself and what you will tolerate with effort. Doing a little bit of a journal activity just to unpack what interest looks like to you so that you can then when you're on a date with somebody or you are getting to know them you can then see hey this person is showing the clear signs that they are into me and that they are keen but good luck I know dating can be really hard I am in the thick of it right now it is a journey but I think to find a partner you do have to put yourself out there but yeah keep putting yourself out there and good luck All right, next question. What are your tips for saving on a minimum wage or low income? When I planned out this episode, I realized that I probably should do another episode on this because we're living in a crazy time right now. I think it is a really tough time for a lot of us. We have the cost of living inflation that is just getting worse. We also have interest rates rising, which can be a really scary time. And I know that a lot of people would be living paycheck to paycheck. It is an incredibly expensive time to exist. And I'm going to share some general tips here. Again, this is not financial advice. These are just my general thoughts and feels. And I will do another episode just based on this, I think, because I've only given you five tips here and I came up with like 15 to 20. So I need to do another episode because I don't think I'll fit them in. My tip number one is having a budget that works for you. If you go back and listen to any of the other money episodes I've done on this podcast, the budget was always the number one tip. With that, making sure that it's tailored for you and your situation. And it is honestly looking at what you are spending, where your money is going, where it's coming in. The other thing I want to add to is sometimes we want to look for like a formula or method or exact way to copy someone else. And I tried this myself. I, I tried like Barefoot Investor. I tried doing like the percentages. I tried looking up other budget templates and I never really had success with any of those. I always just had success 
going inwards, looking at my bank statements, looking at my balances, looking at where my money was going and what I was doing with my money and then making a change from that point. The best budget is the one that is tailored to you and tailored to your situation. There is also a really great website. It's a government website. It's called Money Smart. And if you go on there, there is a budget template for you to use. I would highly recommend you doing that because it is one that's been made by the government. So it's got a slave, right? And start there. My next tip, tip number two, is to save whatever you can. I know it can almost feel impossible or like, what's the point? Why would I do that when I'm on minimum income or minimum wage or I'm living paycheck to paycheck? But it goes back to that point where I always say like one small step in the right direction is enough. That 1% will add up. If you take one, one, one small step in the right direction every week or every day, at the end of the day, you've taken at the end of the year, you've taken 365 steps in the right direction. And so it doesn't matter if it's $5 a week. It doesn't matter if it's $10 a week. I know that they're very small amounts, but it is still important that you do it because what that does is start to teach you some good money practices and some good money habits. And on this, I just want to say, stop comparing yourself to what you see on social media. Stop comparing yourself to the things that people are posting. I know it is really hard in the world that we live in to not do that, but it is so important, especially when it's when it comes to money, just to stay in your own lane, focus on yourself and still keep saving regardless of how much it is. Because again, it's just about reinforcing that behavior for yourself and showing yourself that you can actually put money aside even if it's five dollars a week it does not matter how small it is because the amount that you save eventually will add up and it will teach you good habits for when you start to earn more money now I did just kind of go into my tip number three we stop comparing yourself to what you see online whoops I got a bit ahead of myself there but I'm going to say it again I know it's really hard. You might see people buying houses in this climate. You might see people traveling in this climate. You might see people spending money in this climate. The thing is, we really have no idea what goes on behind the scenes. We have no idea what goes on behind closed doors. We have no idea what's going on in their bank balance. These people could be in a lot of consumer debt. These people could also be living paycheck to paycheck. We don't really know what they're doing. So again, it's just about stopping that comparison game. That comparison game is not helpful for you. And if anything, all it does is make yourself feel worse because you're making yourself feel like you should be further ahead. The shooting and the comparison is not helpful at all. And I think what works best is just focusing on you and focusing on your why, which is tip number four, having a very clear why. And I always talk about this with a lot of stuff. It's like knowing your why is that intrinsic motivation. It's that motivation from within and it's that internal driving force that will carry you and that will push you to make those changes, to make those saving savings habits, to put that money aside or the reason that you might tighten up your budget or close your freaking afterpay account. I will say, go back and listen to that money debt episode that I did. I can't remember what number it was, but there's some good tips in there as well. I think it's also worth mentioning that there is a little bit of sacrifice that needs to come when you are wanting to save for something. And saving is hard. Saving in this climate is very hard. Putting money aside in this climate is very hard. I know the other off-putting thing is like the time factor. Try not to let that deter you because again, 1%, one step in the right direction will add up over time. Try not to think, oh, it's going to take me so long. So what's the point? Get a really clear why and then act on that why. And then the last tip, tip number five is look for ways to increase your revenue or what you are earning. And I did a little bit of Googling for this episode 
there are so many ideas or side hustles online and I would love you guys to come into the group if you are doing a side hustle and sorry I just need to add I was in another Facebook group on a podcast and someone had asked what side hustles people had and there was a lot of like MLM schemes being thrown around and so we are going to put up a post in the Your Safe Space podcast the Your Safe Space podcast I don't want any MLM, I think it's multi-level marketing schemes. I don't want anything like that commented in there. I want any side hustles that you're doing that are legitimate side hustles, things like dog walking, babysitting, freelancing in whatever skill you have. I always think about this. (laughs) If whatever I'm doing goes terribly or I need to get some like extra income, I would offer my editing skills because I'm really good at editing YouTube and podcasts now because I do my own editing. I could potentially make an income off that down the track if I needed to. Some other cool things that you can do is sell the things that you make either online so you can sell them on Etsy I think or you can even go to local markets and sell them. My sister actually does this. Shout out to Carla. So she grows her own plants and she sells a lot of them at markets or she makes her own products and sells them at markets whether that's like candles or magnesium oil or things like that. So you could also create a secondary income then or You could do things like tutoring or even picking up tasks on Airtasker. I've used Airtasker a few times when I've needed help with like trades and things like that. So it could be an option for you there. Or maybe it's just something as simple as picking up a second job or a part-time job. And I know I shouldn't say it's as simple as that because it's not because that is a lot more time and effort. And I know that not everyone has the time or effort. Or I know that some people might fucking be working two or three jobs at the moment to put food on the table. I know it's really hard at this time. And so I guess I just wanted to end this question by saying, go easy on yourself. It's a really difficult time. I personally have have never lived through a time like this where like the cost of bread and milk or groceries is so expensive. Like you go and buy $70 worth of groceries and you're lucky to get like 10 or 12 things, which is just fucking wild to me and when you have a mortgage or when you're paying rent it's really scary and I just want to say give yourself a pat on the back for making it through if you are currently able to put food on the table if you're currently able to pay your rent pay your mortgage I know some of you might be living paycheck to paycheck but just go easy on yourself okay you're doing you're doing your best you're doing well I also want to say your best is always enough and as long as you're doing your best that's all that you can ever ask from yourself and I don't know if this brings anyone else consolation, but we do often talk about like interest rates and the cost of living at home. And my mum and dad talk about when they had my sister and I, and it was a long time ago. I think we were like young kids, maybe like three or four around that age. And they were telling me that interest rates were at like 18%. (laughs) I obviously don't remember that time. And at that point, I think my dad had lost his job as well. He had just been made redundant. And so it was a really difficult time for my family, but they still made it work. And I think because of that, maybe I've always learned that we will be okay because we can still try to be resilient or there are other things or practices in place that we could probably try to implement if we are ever in that point. And so I just want to say, hang in there. This will pass. This time will pass. The cost of living, interest rates, I'm not a professional in that field. I would love to get someone on the podcast to talk about that though. And maybe we can down the track, but hang in there. You're doing your best and I'm proud of you. And then the last question, because I'm only doing three today, just because I'm looking at the time. I like these to be short, sharp. But question number three, is it weird that my partner's ex still likes his parents' Facebook posts? And why does it make me upset? Now, firstly, I want you to feel your upsetness. You're allowed to be upset. You're allowed to be bothered by this if you are bothered by this. I don't want to invalidate your pain. I don't want to invalidate 
the fact that it annoys you. I will add though, I personally tend to not be bothered by things like that. And I haven't spoken about this on air. I think I have maybe on like the AMA, on the text, on the Instagram stories that I'm not really bothered if I'm dating a guy or I've got a boyfriend and they've still got like their ex like photos of their ex online or like their exes are still friends with their family on Facebook. Like to me, that does not feel like a big concern for me. And I'll explain why. I, at this point, and I checked before I did this episode, I've got two of my ex-boyfriends, families still on Facebook. I don't like their stuff. (laughs) I don't talk to them at all. I think one time I was a little bit taken aback. One of my ex's mums sent me a message to like like my ex's Facebook page he was like running for government or something and I was like this is weird maybe she just did a bulk like Facebook message out to everybody and I just ignored it I didn't do anything I would never unfriend them because I think that's like a bit weird and I would say maybe the family wouldn't unfriend the ex either and I guess the reason I say this or think this is because I would ask myself a few questions first and I want you to ask yourself these questions so that you can figure out why it bothers you and if you need to maybe have a conversation about it with your partner and so I would say the reason I feel so like blasé or like non- what's the word? Like uh, why it's not like a non-issue for me is that it would depend entirely on if my partner was talking to the ex themselves or engaging the ex. If they weren't and the ex was just liking the family stuff on Facebook, a little bit weird. Am I going to lose sleep over it? Probably not. And so I'm not sure of the context here with your partner. I don't know if your partner is engaging with the ex, but I will say if they are not, what your partner's ex is doing is really out of your control and out of your ex's control. And it's out of the parents' control too. Parents, they're, they're often like oblivious and harmless. And I mean, bless, we love our parents. But I would say that none of my ex's parents, and I still have them on Facebook, and I don't really use Facebook that much aside from the Facebook group for this podcast. So come and join it if you're not already. But I find it, I don't think they, they would unfriend me. Maybe, maybe they would. I don't know. I wouldn't take it personally if they did, but um, I don't think any of them listen to my podcast. Anyway, now, some things that I would suggest to ask yourself or unpack is looking at, firstly, looking at the rest of the context. Is your partner talking to the ex? Is your partner encouraging this behavior? How long has it been since they broke up? Sometimes it might have been lots of years. Sometimes your ex, sometimes your partner may not be talking to the ex. Sometimes your partner has no idea this ex is even doing it. And so in that circumstance, I would really just unpack that to try and get to the bottom of it. The answers may bring you some peace. And the other thing I want to mention is that sometimes the ex can very much still stay friends with the family, depending on how long they were together. And... I still don't think that being friends on social media equates to being very deep friends. (laughs) It could just be like a surface, surface level connection. I don't think that that automatically means there's a correlation to the ex wanting your partner back either. She could just be liking the stuff just to like it. I like to try and think like the best and not the worst. Again, it really does depend on the context, which is hard because I don't have any more in this question. But I will say lastly, if it is really bothering you and you are getting seriously upset about this, I would say you're, you're within your right as a, as a girlfriend to bring it up with your boyfriend or bring it up with your partner. Maybe your partner can provide you some reassurance or maybe your partner and you can come up with a solution. But I would say if you are like losing sleep over and really upset, I think it's okay 
if you have a chat to them about it. But good luck. I know that some of these things can be really hard to process, especially if there is other context there that I'm not able to read in this. And so I'm sending you lots of love and I hope that you can find some peace in that situation soon. (sighs) All right, guys, we are going to wrap the show. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much again for filling out the survey. Thank you so much for just existing. I freaking love you guys. And if you are not already, please give us a follow on Instagram. Please share the podcast to your story when you were listening. Do you know how much that helps me? It helps me a lot. Come and join our Facebook group. I've already said that I think three times in this episode. I've got to stop freaking saying that, but just come and join us. We have the best people in there. And of course, leave us a review on Apple or a rating on Spotify. Guys, I love you so much. Take care. Sending you all my love for the weekend. Be safe. Do something nice for yourself and I'll see you next time. All right. Bye.